Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. My name is Merthel. And I'm Rita. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx life, creating happy homes and financial empires. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make money online, part three. So if you were listening to part one and part two, it's how to make money online and making money online is just the best. And the reason why it's the best is because you get to have the comfort uh, making money in the comfort of your own home. Not many people have that opportunity to work from home, but not just work for home, but work for yourself. So nobody, you know, coming and giving you a call, giving you a wake up call, telling you, you got to get to work or <laughs> are you working, trying to put cameras in your home just to check up on you, you know, to see what you're doing. No, this is, this is just easy living. This is Onyx living. And we just want to just continue from where we left off to give you different tips on uh, or different um, ideas on what you can do, how to make money online. Now, this is not comprehensive in a sense where we're not sharing with you in this particular podcast um, exactly how to do each one of these. That's going to come up in later episodes. But for this one, it's just really brainstorming to give you as many options as possible so that you will be able to look within yourself, look within your skill set and to be able to match what I can actually do. A lot of people want to do something, but they think that there is not a lot of options out there. And so we're just guiding you to all the options and to give you hope, to let you know, listen, there is an option for you. I guarantee you out of this list, there is something for you. There is something that you can do in one of these lists. And so we have covered um, selling products on Amazon, on eBay, uh, things from private labeling to drop shipping, um, Instagram and Facebook ads. We have talked about writing books using Amazon and using different platforms to be able to write books and to get them out, whether they're eBooks or even uh, hardcover. And we no longer have to go through the big publishers that are going to take off um, large percentages of money or just reject your project. No, you get to, you know, approve your own projects. Now there are no gatekeepers. We talked about podcasting in um in the first session and we talked about affiliate marketing in our second session because we just didn't have enough time to cover it we talked about personal branding and how social media is being used now to make money and entertainment um industry how youtube is now that that platform tv is tv is outdated i mean people they're trying to they're trying to put defibrillator back on tv because people are going to these other platforms youtube red and and um, and Hulu and all these other platforms that are giving us excellent um, fresh content online. Uh, TV is TV, unfortunately, is dying. Even in the children industry, you find um, you know Disney and and um, Nickelodeon can't even compete with some of the personalities on YouTube because that's where the children are at. And so the the world is changing, and we want to give you the 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 playbook so that you will be able to be most successful make a ton of money and just live that onyx life uh so we're gonna move on today and we're gonna talk about a little bit more um we also touched patreon and music but today we're gonna move on and we are gonna start off by talking about building apps building apps now the funny thing about apps is this is is that 
everybody knows about apps, but you would be amazed at this little thing called apps on your phone and what that can do to your bank account overnight. If you create that type of app that everybody uses, it's incredible. Let's get into it. Let's take the person who created Flappy Bird. I'm not sure if any of you have heard of Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird was a little simple game of this flying. It looked like a fish, but it must have been a bird. It was a bird. <laughs> and you had to avoid you know, these pipes. And basically, it was so addictive that that game made like hundreds of millions of dollars. And the person who made it, they had to stop. They just took down the game. They said, I, I <laughs> wanted to keep my mental and emotional health because you just can't have all this money coming in. It, it's destructive, which was is it was very eye opening. He was making millions per day, millions per, per day. day. He couldn't take it. He was making so much money. He couldn't take it. He just stopped. <laughs> Too much of a good thing. <laughs> so, you know, some people will say, "Oh, that was the heyday of building apps." Um, you know, in some sense, probably, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen now. Yes, we have Candy Crush, we have War of the Clans, we have Bejeweled, I mean, sorry, not War of the Clans, Clash of the Clans, Bejeweled, we have, you know, we had Flappy Birds, Flappy Bird, we have Angry Birds, you know, there's always a new app. Well, guess what, people? Phones aren't going anywhere. In fact, more things are going to have apps the longer we keep, you know, on in society. Your fridge has apps now. Your, you know, your your washing machine has apps. Like everything is going to be connected to apps. So some of the ways that people have been able to capitalize on it are building apps for themselves. Now you're saying, okay, so what you're saying, Rita, is go and be a coder, go back to college, go get into coding, then come out and then go and build my app. No, you don't have to do it that way. Mm -hmm. There are several ways to do it. One of the ways you can do it, which is the easy way, is you go and find a developer. You say, this is the app you want. You give them a certain amount of money. Have them sign the NDA because it's your idea. And they build your app and it's done. Now, it's not quite that easy because you have to be able to kind of, you know, tell the story. But a lot of companies have made it easier and easier because they know that most people are limited in how to create and build on apps so they you just give them a, a general sense of what you want and they're able to kind of build that for you not just the actual technical part but the actually building out the story and so that's one way to do it the another way to do it though is they have build your own apps to make apps <laughs> and right. build your own websites for apps and those are really easy so let's say you want to do um, an app like an alarm clock app you know, there's a, there's, they'll, there, there are websites and apps that will actually take you through step by step. How do you want it to look? What do you want it to say? What sounds do you want? All those things. Now, a lot of people will say, if it's that easy, then everybody would do it. You would be surprised that the amount of people that are listening to this podcast, probably close to, you know, less than 1% will actually go and do it. That is true. A lot of people do not feel these things are accessible to them. It is there. It's available for everyone. Right. But the thing about it is, of course, how do you get the millions to go and see your app? Anything you do online comes with competition. 
you are always going to have competition. So if you have a mindset that, oh, whatever I build must sell right away and you're putting all your, your money into that one thing and making sure if it doesn't sell in that one month, then I'm going to lose my house. You're on the wrong track. You've got to learn online strategies and you got to have patience because once you find that, then you'll be able to sell and make anything from products to apps to books to whatever it is. So in the sense of building apps, you want to now think, do I want to go evergreen or do I want to go trendy? Do I want to make quick cash or do I want to make stable cash? Evergreen are basically what an evergreen is, something that can stay green all year long. So evergreen apps are like the alarm clock apps, calendar apps, um, people, you know, for females when they track their menstruation, like things like that. It's evergreen. Trendy ones would have been like Angry Birds, Flappy Bird, you know, things like that. Not all games stay evergreen. Some do. Some, you just want to make a certain amount of money and then kind of reiterate that same thing in another game and whatever is trending right now. So for example, you might want to um, create an app that has to do with, a, I don't know, a current movie without using, of course, the movie's branding, but something um, in general that has to do that people can say, oh, it's kind of related. Those are some of the things that you're jumping on on trends, like, now what like Black Panther. Oh, okay, so that would be a that would be a trendy right. App. You're not you can't do an app called you know like yeah. Black Panther Marvel thing, right? But you know you could have an app where you're you're having a, a character that's made like a Black Panther, and right. you know they're you know they could do like a little fighting, or you can do one where it's like you know gathering stuff and clash of the clans but like black panther style right. you know there's um there's just trends that you can do mm -hmm. so there's um a lot of now those are really popular and part of the reason why they're popular is because we have to remember there is a lot of people that are dissatisfied with their life so while i don't necessarily play those apps there are a lot of people that will play those apps all day every day because they're at a job that they hate and when they get home, they just want to zone out and they can play Candy Crush. They can play, uh, what's that farm one? Farmville. Farmville. Mm -hmm. And just get into these worlds, these sim worlds or these simulation worlds. And they could just play all day, every day yeah. because they're trying to fill this empty void and they're feeling, they're feeling, you know, hopeless. Well, sometimes it's just fun. And sometimes it is just fun. You know, Absolutely. we have some yeah. people who just love playing Candy Crush. It's more of like they're trying to, it's like a puzzle to them. Right. And so they really have fun. But you do have to understand that you are feeding, they're, they're very addictive also. And mm -hmm. so you're feeding an addiction. And so when you get into this industry, you kind of have to understand the industry. Mm -hmm. And part of the, part of the ways that you can guarantee your success is the more you understand your audience and you're scratching an itch, is the more successful you'll be. It doesn't need to take rocket science. Just something, just moving, moving a box. Just remember, move the box. Just, <laughs> just moving a box. I never got past. I don't remember what level it was. I could not get past that level, and I just. But that was. I just loved playing that game. That, yeah. that game was one of my favorites. Mine too. It was a good strategy, and so when you think about making apps. Those are some of the thoughts you have to think. Do I want to think evergreen? Do I want to think trendy? Do I want to just do both? Mm -hmm. I find that a lot of people who get into apps, 
they now, start the, knowing it like the back of their hand. And so they they just keep doing it over and over and over again. So there is trendy, there's evergreen, and then what was the other one? Both. And then there's surface, isn't there? Isn't there a surface one where it's sort of like providing a surface or That's more like evergreen. Functional? Okay. Yeah. You know, um, there's so many types. Like, I get what you're saying. You're saying people who create apps like Uber. People right. who create apps like Postmates or something like that. Right. And those are, you know, I would actually put those under Evergreen because mm-hmm. people will always want food. They'll always want, you know, right. rides. Um, the popularity of the app is well, you can either, you know, you can do either an Evergreen or a trendy one. It still has to, either, they can still be popular or unpopular in both categories. Sure. But yeah, that is something that um, Marthel has hit on is some people, the strategy that they approach apps is, what is already out there that I can now make more accessible to someone or I can improve upon? And of course, the people who made Uber or WhatsApp. Oh, wow. WhatsApp. That's mm-hmm. an extraordinary story because from what I read, you know, it didn't even start out as that. It was more of an app because the person who made it was having, was trying to find a way to communicate with some of his international family and friends in an easier way because a lot of people did not have, you know, iMessage and through, you know, phones or the regular text messaging was that too one expensive. Is incredible. You know, and then to see where it grew is just amazing. And the funniest part is my American family and friends, like we don't really use WhatsApp hardly ever. I really hardly ever use it. Because we have great phone plans. Yeah. Verizon gives um, the American clientele, great phone plans. But if right. you go to Canada, if you go to the right. West Indies, if you go to All Mexico. All of our international family and friends, they're like, you're on WhatsApp, right? And I'm like, oh, man, I got to like check this thing. Cause, and, and it's just funny because we're the odd ones out here. The rest of the world is just like booming with WhatsApp. Right. And so, you know, you, you that's a really good approach to also look at making an app is how can I make life easier for someone? That's in right. fact, you know, for business in general, if you approach that with that mentality, mm-hmm. you know, you are probably going to be successful <laughs> with something. Exactly. It really has to be your business really cannot be about how can I make money? How can my family live better? Really, the best thing that you can do is to say, how can I make somebody else's life better? What can I do to bring value to somebody's life? How can I solve a a problem in society? How can I bring a resolution to a particular issue? How can I create something and invent something that would make life easier? Mm -hmm. Everybody that takes their time to do that. Um, just makes a ton of wealth. And then you have that feel that feel good that you have made a, a, a genuine contribution to society. Right. I'm looking at my phone right now and I'm noticing um, a weather app. I use it actually. I don't even look at the TV anymore. Wow. I go first thing when I want to know what it's like, I go to my weather app. That's right. Um, I see a section where I have all my banks, my bank apps. Mm-hmm. I don't even go on the computer hardly anymore to go to see where my account balances are. Wow. Um, my my home alarm, I usually set it That's with right. my phone. That's right. My doorbell, I see who's at my door with my right. phone. So we can we, we <laughs> even have we even have an app that that monitors our fish our fish lights. That's we can, right. We can change the lighting. We can change the different things features to feed the fish, all sorts of things. Literally, apps 
have revolutionized the right. world. There's, there's entertainment ones, of course, where you're Netflix and your Amazon and Kindle and Audible. Um, we were on vacation. Um, we were in Martha's Vineyard. We like to go to Martha's Vineyard every year. We were on vacation. And I remember all of a sudden the doorbell rang and we were able to speak to the person at the door and give them direction at our home where we live. So you can be across the world and you can monitor your home and monitor the activities and still conduct your business as if you haven't even left the comforts of your home. Right. I mean, um, and of course, there's the podcast app, which many of you would probably be listening to us on. Um, and I keep going. Let's see. I have um, Amazon Drive where we keep a lot of photos and stuff or iCloud, you know, there's so many services. There's the food service ones. There are ones to make memes if you keep if you want to actually make memes like for Instagram or Twitter. Right. Some of the <clears throat> some of the ones that I like the most is um is the food apps because we, again, we were on vacation um in California. We didn't know where we can find vegan food. Um really good vegan food and we were able to just go on these apps be able to order food we didn't have to go to the store everything is delivered to us it's just it has really revolutionized the world so um if you are really interested in making a lot of money and if you're interested in resolving some some issue um, that you're passionate about you, um, making apps is an incredible opportunity to to do that and there's tons of books and videos and services to help assist you in making those apps you know we talked about fiverr and upwork those are places where you can actually go and have people guide you step by step or you just pay them step by step to to do it for you and there are people who have made thousands of dollars per day for a good a good while you know, sometimes you only make a certain amount for, let's say, the first few months, and then your app fizzles away because, again, you're in competition with a lot of people. Sometimes you hit on that right app where you just make a consistent revenue and it, and it just stays that way because, you know, it is an evergreen. One of the best places to look to see what's popular is clearly go to the app store and then see what are the best sellers, free, paid, you know, in the different genres, and start to get an idea. And don't be discouraged because you think, oh, everything's been done already. Yeah, maybe it has been done, but maybe you could do it better. Right. Maybe you could do your own spin. So and apps if you are have great. A company, if you have a company or if you have a business, you want to think about how you can take an app to make that business even better. For example, um, before, when we wanted to put speakers in our entire house, we would have to hire somebody. They would have to come in and wire things behind our walls. And just, you know, cost an arm and a leg. Now we just buy Sonus. It comes with an app. We're able to regulate music all through our house with great quality music without the the person coming into our home and, and breaking through walls and try to do wiring and everything. It's just it just revolutionizes. And um, the book Crushing It and Crush It. He uh, came from the alcohol industry. So you're probably thinking, well, how could how could an app or how could, you know, online things, you know, benefit alcohol? But they created an app that would allow people, I think, to know the differences between the different types of 
um, liquors and be able to um, know where to get the different type of liquors. And it, it just had all these different features that showed specialty with um, different type of liquors. And it really, it really revolutionized the game. So if you are in any industry, you, you, you can honestly just take a fresh look at what you do right now and figure out what app could I create to push this so that it would get out easier, that people could understand what I'm all about and that could um, push my services more. Yes, because phones aren't going anywhere. There are, you know, everyone has a phone and even underdeveloped countries, people are building apps specifically designed for them. So you don't only have to think of the American market. You can actually think of ways that in underdeveloped countries that they can actually utilize their phones better. Um, there are apps that make banking easier for them because they don't have access to the kind of banks that we have. There are so many ways that you can think of, and it can also be not just a revenue um, um, generator, but like a service, you know, almost like a ministry in some ways for, you know, some of the app ideas. So that's with apps. One of the things that we want to get into next is we want to talk about coaching. Well, with coaching, um, well, let's back up actually and talk about classes first. Okay. Because classes can lead into coaching. All right. So everyone has something that they know and that they can teach. Everyone. Everyone. I don't care what. No, all I do is... I'm a single mom and I just go to work and I come home. So I can't teach parenting, can't teach cooking because I order out. And, you know, you might have like a million things you say. No, I can't. Right. Yes, you, you know something. You know something. And so right now there are a multitude of ways to now teach people. It used to be where people would only put together a book and say, okay, buy my book and I'll explain to you all those things. Right. But... A lot of times, books are impersonal. People want to hear your voice, or they want to mm -hmm. they want a more interactive experience. They want a forum where people who've heard the same material can come and ask questions. And so there are really good tools. One of them, or two of them, that I really like are Udemy and Teachable. I like those especially because I find it very well organized, and I can find a class on almost anything. And utilizing those things, I have learned a lot. It was what helped me learn initially how to edit videos. It learned, I learned how, how to write Kindle books and different things like that. Um, so these are really great platforms and anybody can write a class and put it on there. The thing that makes Udemy different from Teachable is Teachable, you can price it at what any price point that you want. Udemy, you're, you have to have a, there's a certain, you, there's a max, there's a cap where you can set your price for. So some people like Udemy though, because they get more traffic because it's better known. And some people like Teachable because they can put whatever price they want. If they have a following that's big enough, that person will come and purchase it. They don't necessarily have to depend on the traffic of Udemy. Now, the thing with Teachable as well is that they do not have a centralized place for you to purchase. So like Udemy, you go on to Udemy and you could find a bunch of classes. Mm -hmm. With Teachable, it's usually 
um, it's a forum where you can put up your class and then you have to now drive traffic towards your class and then that's about it. Mm. So there's positives and negatives on both. And like I said, we can get into that in another podcast. But there are other ways to actually teach people. You can actually run online classes on YouTube and, you know, depend on sponsors for your videos so that you can make money. Um, you could have a website and you could do it through a blog and then sell things through affiliate marketing. So there's a ton of ways, but what I really wanted to really focus on right now is making a digital product mm-hmm. and being able to sell it. Um, there's another great app I like or website called Send Owl. And with Send Owl, you can, you can make like a, a, a video or you can make a PDF or whatever. And people can actually come on there and come on your website and they can purchase it. So for example, we have our daughter who's made a calendar. And um, <clears throat> when we made the first couple of months free and um, in the next few months, we're actually going to put a price on it because it takes her a lot of effort and time to put it all together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's value to it. And so we're going to actually package it through SendOwl and they will store that that um, PDF and make it so that when someone clicks on it, they are able to now pay for it versus just download it from our website. So there's a ton, and that's just one website or app that is um, ready to assist in making things monetized for Mm -hmm. you. Um, So Udemy, why I like Udemy is, it is a marketplace where you can now say, okay, I wanna teach people how to make money online. You know, you write your material, you can have it in a form of a video or just handouts with a voiceover and people can come on there and they take that class step by step and what i like too is that there's a section where there's questions and answers so you click over there and you see everybody who's taking the class asking questions Mm -hmm. and there's so many questions that you're like oh wait i didn't even think of that and you get a lot of interaction and you get a lot of um more in-depth um training than even the class it's just it's a really great marketplace for it um I personally, we are going to be hosting our classes on Teachable though. And one of the reasons is because we want people to be able to come to our website and be able to purchase our classes through us. And we are going to have a variety of classes from very affordable to the more expensive side, depending on what you're actually looking for. Mm -hmm. And so that is more conducive for something like Teachable. And with Teachable, there's no cap. You can do whatever you want. Um, But you have to know your audience. Clearly, we wouldn't be selling you something that wouldn't be affordable because we're 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 here to help you make money. Absolutely. But at the same time, our information, our time, our resources is worth something because you might think, oh, I don't. Why should I do a class when all of the material is on Google already? The point of a class is you are organizing it for that person. You are making it easily accessible. You are saving that person the time time. and the effort to go and search the corners of the World Wide Web on your topic. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, we're going to give a lot of free content. We believe in giving and, you know, giving is a very important element in what it means to live the Onyx life. Sharing freely, giving we do a lot of that we do it through our tithing process through charity giving and and then helping people we've helped a ton of families get their 
um, their business up doing YouTube. They've asked us how to do that, and we, we just share freely. So it's a very important part of our life, being able to help others so that other people can live. We really want others to be able to live that onyx life and that's why we're here so yes you're gonna get free information right here yes you're gonna get some of the steps right here and it's gonna be free because it's gonna be in the podcast however um one of the benefits of getting the class even though you have some of the free information is is that there is going to be some information that will not be free and it will be only exclusive in the class there's going to be some access to us so that we can answer questions um, that you may have that would not be on this podcast. And, and, but probably one of the most important elements is, is that you won't have to pull information from different podcasts. Wait, when did they say that? They said that at seven minutes into the third podcast or no, we, <laughs> we gather all the information for you. We put it in a systematic way so that all you have to do, it's going to be indexed. And all you have to do is just basically go where you need to go and follow the steps and it will make your life so much easier because we want you to be successful right so when you're thinking about making a class you want to think about okay evergreen or trend evergreens are you know things that people will always use how to use microsoft word how to you know um how to plant a garden people will always want to do that then there are trends Fidget spinners used to be just the craze last year. Now you're saying, well, how could I write a class on fidget spinners? Well, one, if you wrote a class saying how to source and sell fidget spinners online, you know, that would be a, a trend, but that person would use that same information probably and then be able to create other things with it. You could use that same format and get on the next train, the next trend. You could just, it's almost like wash, rinse, repeat, you know, utilize those same, um, that same skeleton format, insert new product and boom, you have a class and you'll think, but they could just get that online again. When I'm reiterating, people don't know where to go. I tell people all the time and it took me a while to understand this. Some people are not like me. They don't enjoy research. I love it. Anytime you open my computer, my, my, my kids always make fun of me, but anytime you go on my computer, you will see at minimum probably 15 to 20 tabs open. Why? Because what I will do is when I'm researching, I will put in my topic and I will start right clicking open new tab on several different articles. And I'm going from one article to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, or I'm going from one video to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, because I want to know what does this person have to say about it? But what does this person have to say? And there are a lot of people who they find that extremely tedious. So your book is going to cut the fat and get to the meat of the matter. And this is what you want. If this is what you want to do, this is how you do it. So it just takes persistence. And again, how do you get the millions of people to go and look at your class? There's always a strategy. And I keep talking about the strategy for the last three podcasts because every um, everything that we've talked about how to make money, there is a general strategy that you can use for everything, but then there are particular strategies for the specific ways to make money. So for classes, there are specific ways that you can draw people in because what you are trying to do is you're trying to build trust. So those are some things that you have to actually take more into account when you are building a class. 
One of the reasons is because people are going to be paying for something before they even have the proof that it actually changed their life. You want to market the fact that what I'm about to give you is going to change your life, mm -hmm. but they're going to pay for it before they know if it's going to work or not. But whether or not it actually changes their life, if they paid for your class, you know what? Even if it didn't change their life because of whatever they they failed to act on or not act on, um, you know, that's not really your responsibility. Your responsibility is just to give a high value class, give people the options, recognizing that most people will probably not take your lesson and actually do something with it, but there will be the very few that will. And those people will be the ones who are writing you and they're going to be saying, thank you so much. You changed my life. There are people that I could actually write right now and say, you know what? I'm so glad I took your class. One guy on YouTube, he had the most general basic class for editing using the YouTube editor. The funniest thing is I never used the YouTube editor, but I used principles from his class to start teaching myself how to use Final Cut Pro. And because I stayed watching his class, um, I actually said, you know what, let me watch this other video from someone else on Final Cut Pro. And so he kind of piggybacked me off of that. But what he did was, and how it changed my life was, he made it look so easy. And I didn't know that. I thought video editing was almost like building code. I didn't know that it could be that easy to actually, you know, edit a video. So you never know how your class can open up people's minds to a variety of things in their life. So building a class, showing people how to do something step by step is even better than even a book where it's just passive information. People want to see you do it. It used to be a trend where people would uh, develop these classes and it would be thousands of dollars, sometimes up to $5,000, $10,000. There would be these comprehensive classes that was like taking, having a huge textbook with lots and lots of information. Well, those are becoming more and more outdated. Now, the trend now when it comes to classes is to give bite-sized pieces, make it valuable, get to the point get to the point and be able to create something that people can get through fairly quickly, understand it fairly quickly so that they can get going. Because I imagine right now, many of you are eager to get going. Well, just imagine if someone slapped down um, a textbook in front of you and said, okay, you're going to have to learn this before you get going. Or someone says, listen, I'm going to give you the basics, but they're going to be the most important points out of everything. If you just start here, you can begin the process and then, you know, more to come. And so that's becoming a, a lot more trendy. So if you do have something that you have, um, you might want to contemplate what is trending now, what people are gravitating towards. They're not really gravitating towards those big pricey classes anymore. It's more um, bite sized pieces for reasonable costs. Right. I mean, <laughs> I just signed up for an 11 hour course. Boy, I wish that person could have made it in one hour, you know, because I believe that there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of filler. And, right. you know, um, I signed up for it and taking it, you know, one step at a time. I have that kind of patience 
Some people don't. Right. I would say more people don't nowadays, and I barely have it. And they, and, <laughs> and what they're doing is is they're putting the filler in to make it seem long so that it seems like it has value. And all it does is it makes people upset after they have purchased it that there is so much filler and they realize that that could have been cut down. Both price and time could have been cut down. And time is money. So, you know, you you don't want to... First of all, you're building trust. So, you know, it's pretty audacious to say, okay, here, pay $5,000 for this and I don't know you and there's no return on my, on my investment right. here. Um, it's so much better to be able to get to know. And that's part of the reason why we do give a lot of free information as well um, so that you can test it out for yourself. You can see and you can taste our teaching style. You can you know, get a sense of some of our experiences so that you know that we're not just talking about something we haven't done. You know that we are coming from a place of experience. It just, it matters because you're building relationships so that you're authenticating what you're selling. So when the time comes to sell, um, the price could be, will be a fair price but you already trust that person. And that is so important when you're pricing your courses. Um, make sure that you understand that you have to build trust as well. Right. Absolutely. So with your courses, you know, you want to make sure that you know what you're talking about, because if you don't know what you're talking about, people can find out and really, really assess that really quickly and you will get bad reviews. You wanna make sure that you know what you're talking about, that you're trustworthy, and that you have some sort of proof. Some people will say, you know, well, I don't need proof. You know, those that can't do teach. When it comes to online courses, people wanna know that you've done it. They wanna know that you've done it. They wanna, and, and, and the thing is, you don't have to prove necessarily. So let me, I'm going to use, for example, a man who has made a ton of money teaching people how to use Scrivener. Scrivener is a web, um, it's a platform. No, it's a software that helps you organize and write a book easily. This person has actually not used that particular software to write his book, to write a book and then has gone to like the bestseller. No, but what he's done is he specialized in learning Scrivener like the back of his hand. And the proof that people were looking for, not so much that he used it to write his book and it got to bestseller status, no. What his proof was, was in his class, he's able to tackle any question, he's able to tackle any complication, he's able to lay it out for you, completely organized, he, the proof is in his actual content. Mm. So whether or not your proof is not just, you know, what you got out of it, but also your proof is just, you know, the meat of your class. Make sure you have it because people can sniff out a fake very easily. Mm. So after your classes, people will say, yeah, okay, but I still want more. Now you want to get into online coaching. And now that is like, what? Online coaching. Online coaching is something that can bring you a lot of money, good clientele, networking opportunities, reliable income, and it goes on and on and on because you can do it in a variety of different ways. One of the ways you can do online coaching is that you can start a subscription service on your website where people pay a certain amount of money and they have access to you. 
they can email you, they can call you, depending on whatever prices that you have. You could have an, a, just a flat rate per hour if you want to call me, you know, this is how much you pay. There's a variety of different ways to do online coaching. One of the things why we talked about classes first, though, is that when someone takes your class, you've already demonstrated to them, hey, I know what I'm talking about, but if you want me to actually you know, take what I just taught you now and apply it and help you apply it to your life specifically, that's where online coaching comes from. So you want to start off with classes and then head into the coaching. Or, or even if you're not doing classes per se, I know that online I see a lot of fitness people, they do a lot of videos of them working out and then they offer online coaching. That's the same thing as almost a class to me because I'm seeing that you know what you're talking about. I'm seeing that you're fit, you're, you know, you're strong and I want to do it too. So whether it's your, you know, your proof from just your results or whether it is a class that you've taught, online coaching comes on, comes after all of that. You do not want to have nothing. You want to have something that people are seeing so that they can say, okay, this is what I want for my life mm-hmm. or else you will look like a fraud. So with online coaching, I have had, you know, for all sorts of businesses, I've even, I even paid for coaching when I was going to do that medical company, there was someone who, um, they said, I can, I can give you a consult for a certain, like a few hundred dollars. If you, you know, want to talk for an hour and I can help you out with your business. So what they did, what I did was I gave them a call because I read the person's book, but I needed that person to see my story and I wanted them to hear, okay, now this is my story. How do I apply what you just taught to my, you know, to my circumstance? And it was actually very helpful. People um, are very willing to pay when they know that what you're going to offer is going to help change their life. So online coaching, you can do through the flat rate, through a phone call, or you can actually Skype. Most people choose Skype. Because, you know, it's one-on-one, you can see that person, and you can actually um, start to build a relationship. I've seen a lot of people who have started with online coaching that have now switched into being in groups of that they call masterminds, where they meet a few times a year, and they, you know, the coach, the person that was, they were being coached, actually now becomes the teacher, because they have learned so much So um, online coaching is really that next level. You really build some long-lasting professional and sometimes personal relationships through that. You can also do online. um, Besides Skype, you know, there are other ways that you can do online coaching, even through something like Patreon where you can do like a group thing. You know, you can say, okay, everyone, you know, you can pay this amount of money. We all, you know, we all meet here at this time and then I will, you know, coach a group of you all at the same time you know there's there's a variety of different ways to do that and the thing with online coaching is don't price yourself too low know that you have value that your time is valuable your resources are valuable the information that you took the time to learn yourself it's valuable so don't price yourself low because people are willing to pay what kind of coach like for example If you're going to be coached, you know, at the NFL level, you're not expecting that person, you're not expecting to just pay them a dollar. Those people are getting paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, sometimes millions. 
So you are just because you're not in the NFL does not mean that your time is any less valuable. So just just you know put, make sure that you value yourself and that you let people know that you know your your information is worth something. I know a, a guy who he basically charged $5,000 for a few sessions of online coaching. And I know that some people decided, no, that's too much. I cannot do it. I've seen most people who did it. They took that and they have made that money back in spades. Online coaching is really that next area where you're going to be able to help people really go to the next level in whatever that they're offering or sorry, whatever that they're needing. Right. So, and so it's, uh, we, this is definitely an area that we are definitely getting ourselves involved in, not just for the money opportunity, but for the service opportunity, podcasting will bring you to a certain level because we can bring your awareness, but we have, it's just a greater, um, opportunity and a better forum to develop classes for you and to also provide, um, some coaching opportunities and so we are just so glad that we have been able to share these tips with you to be able to share all these venues with you we hope that you have found some value in some of them and we hope that you're looking forward to uh continuing on this journey so that you can move from the struggle life to the onyx life because that's the only way to live all right thanks for listening join us again monday through friday show notes are found at theonyxlife.com there's a section on onyxlife.com where you can um, submit questions on Ask Us. That's the tab, Ask Us. You can join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter, at The Onyx Life, and on Instagram, at The Onyx Life Official. And I just want to let you know that our website is called theonyxlife.com, theonyxlife.com. Now go live that Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. See you next time.